yes people it's episode 270 of griff's brain dub is me griff obviously how are you doing are you well it's um it's late on a sunday it's quarter past 10 and um i forgot to record my podcast uh yesterday or earlier today so here we are um how are you doing i says griff obviously uh how's your week been how's your week been my week has been um cool Started off Monday, did a podcast called Black Ink Cinema, um, where I discussed um, a film, one of, a, one of my favourite films that's got a black lead. That's the kind of premise of the podcast. Not sure when it's being released, but check that out. I'll be posting a link to that. Um, that was really fun. And ironically, the film we discussed was Pursuit of Happiness, um, which was, which obviously has a black lead, has Will Smith as the lead um so he's been in the news this week so that's what I did on monday tuesday don't really do anything else for the rest of the week oh lie jesus christ tuesday i was at my auntie's funeral on tuesday um so i had that on tuesday so that's been eventful um as funerals go went well um sorry that's that's loud in the background i'm running a tap um but yeah no that that was um it was a it was a beautiful ceremony um you know i said as, as a as funeral can go it, it went it went well um i had to give a tribute which was something i've never done before at a funeral um and i reverted to type so i just kind of told jokes <laughs> instead um, which is funny because i saw someone uh a friend of mine like a friend through a friend who only knows me through comedy um and he knew my auntie but I, he didn't know she was my auntie so basically he saw me at the funeral um he was like okay darren's here i'm not sure how he knows this person but cool um then he saw me then then um and then the the pastor goes okay there's going to be a, a tribute um, by Darren Griffiths that I walked up and he was like okay why is my man talking <laughs> like why why is he on on the stage talking and then um and obviously I was making people laugh at the funeral but he must be thinking right this guy takes a gig anywhere and then when I came off stage then in the clock that I was actually with Naomi and Zadie he's like, oh right he's like his his whole family's here and then I had um had like a purple ribbon Tied that's basically that was the theme of the wedding. If you was part of the family, you had to wear a purple tie, a purple ribbon. And he saw the purple ribbon and he was like, "Oh, this guy's really family." Uh, but he just wasn't aware. He wasn't aware that um, it was my auntie and stuff. So, um, yeah. So that that was uh, that was a bit of levity to the day. That was kind of funny when that happened. Um, then Wednesday, nothing, nothing, nothing. Then Thursday. Um, Thursday, oh, day off, I was out celebrating wife's birthday on Thursday, that was nice, that was nice out on Thursday, celebrating the birthday, um, went to some kids theatre thing, um, no, it wasn't a theatre thing, it was like a, what are they called, you know, interactive playgroup thingies, and, um, I mean, it was cool, it was cool, Zadie got scared by the woman roaring like a lion, and these other two kids just didn't sit down, they just ran around. So it was just a bit odd. It was cool. 
That was cool. Then we went out, went to eat in Dishoom, and um, that was nice. That was really nice. Until Naomi almost died in Dishoom by having an allergic reaction to the incense that was blowing around. <laughs> she fully had to take an antihistamine, and her eyes were all red, and uh, as she was struggling to breathe. So we was like, all right, maybe I should just pay the bill and we leave. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was nuts. Um, then Friday, gig twice uh, at the Jolly Butcher. Um, that was Mark Akadiri's gig in Enfield. Then drove over to the chicken shed in Southgate and did that on Friday. And then Saturday, gigged in the afternoon at Top Secret Comedy Club with Banter Bash. That was at a loose end because I had, had, a, had a gig that gig finished at four and I had a gig at nine. Um, so I had five hours to spare and I didn't know what to do. Then one of my friends suggested, why don't you go and watch Batman? Three hours long. And I was like, okay, good idea. So I got into the cinema at five, came out at eight, killed time perfectly. Did I sleep in the film? Yeah, partially. Um, it's a long film. And a lot of people, you know, when it first came, I was like, this is the best Batman they've ever seen. Here's my view on where it is as a Batman I get it as a film. It's cool. Is it better than Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale's Batman? Not a flipping chance. Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, I almost think as soon as anyone puts the suit on, they can carry off Batman. Batman's not a hard character to play. The, pl- the character that is hard to play is Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale plays Bruce Wayne really well. Ben Affleck is the best Bruce Wayne. There it is, you've heard that. Christian Bale is the best Batman, but Ben Affleck is the best Bruce Wayne. You heard it here first. Alright? I know it's hard to give Ben Affleck credit, but he just his whole demeanor and manner. He, he just felt he's the one who felt most like the Bruce Wayne from cartoons when I was younger. But Christian Bale is, is the Batman. <sighs> he became you know what I mean he was the first one to, all the other Batmans that have been before is like hey I'm Batman and then Christian Bale's one came through the dark <laughs> you know yeah, but he just did that and then um, more laughter um, uh, at Soho Theatre did that Saturday that was sick what a sick gig man really really cool really enjoyed it um, shout out to Tanya Moore um, for putting that gig on. Just she's, I mean, she's just a great comedian anyway. Um, but had yeah, sick lineup. Loved it. You know, you know, sometimes when you get books on a gig and you see the lineup before, um, like you know it's going to be a good night. So all you have to do, all all I have to do is just just you know just bring it. That's it. The rest of the night's going to take care of itself. I'll just make sure I'm funny for the time I'm on stage and it will be a great night. And um, from the feedback I got, I was funny. So that's what I had to do. Did my job. Then, uh, yeah, then we're here Sunday. Uh, Watch Tottenham smash Newcastle 5-1. And that's it. Um, and just parenting, just looking after looking after the baby. And yeah, that's it. That's that's been my week, people. Now let's get on to talking about what everyone's going to be talking about. Every podcast uh, this week will be talking about it. Pod, some podcasts already come out, um, so it's just the time of your recordings, right? If something happens on the Monday and you record your podcast on Sunday, it feels like old news. 
It's mad, right? That's how fast the world moves. That this feels like old news now. So I even considered doing like a podcast midweek just so I can talk about it. But yes, it's the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for me to live with just any vim because I just don't have the excitement I had about it when it first happened. Um, I swung, the pendulum swung both ways, right? When it first happened, I was team Chris Rock straight away. I was like, he's a comedian, he's be able to say whatever he wants. You can't just get on stage, just slap someone. It wasn't that bad of a joke. And then I found out that, you know, Jade had alopecia. And I was like, oh, okay, I can understand why Will got so upset. And you do have to defend your wife. And, oh, yeah, Chris Rock has said some kind of wayward things about black women before, I suppose. And, yeah. And then, you know, and I thought, yeah, I guess I guess I can, I can get with that. So I sided with Will. And then I just kind of swung back in the middle. And I was like, here it is. Right. Uh, one, the joke wasn't that bad. Even if the joke was really bad, you can't get up and slap someone. Uh, it isn't even a freedom of speech conversation. It's just a basic uh, behavior conversation. You can't just be slapping people, okay? It's illegal to slap people. You can't just, you know what I mean? You don't slap someone. Um, and the, the, whether Chris Rock knew about the alopecia or not, who knows? But you can't just get up and slap people. Um, what I found interesting about it all is um, was it Chris Rock's professionalism after, you know, he, his behaviour and his unwillingness to press charges has uh, lowered the, the punishment that Will's got, um, finding out that they wanted to actually uh, make Will leave. The, the academy did tell him he had to leave and then Chris Rock said he doesn't want him to be ejected from from the arena, so he stayed. Um I mean, there's lots of stuff that's happened. I should go talk about when I first watched it. When I, I think that everyone, when I wake up in the morning, saw the thing, I thought, this is fake. And I thought, oh, this is really staged. It's silly. You know, because Chris Ross thought, oh, wow, Will Smith slapped the shit out of me. And that was all funny. And then when Will started shouting, um, you know, with that mad voice projection, very loud, impressive, but it's just very loud. Um, that's when I thought, oh, no, he seems a bit unhinged doing that. And um, and I was like, oh, this is... And I felt just uh, kind of overwhelmed with sadness, really. Overcome with sadness, because that's not my favourite actor. One of my favourite actors and one of my favourite comedians. It was, it'd be like watching two of your uncles fighting at a barbecue. Like, while they're drunk and they're cussing each other, it's kind of funny. You're looking over at your cousins like, oh, this is mad. Uh, until one of them swings at the other one and... You know, then you know a child, a child gets knocked over, and they're crying, and it all, it's all lost a bit of control, and then just becomes sad. It's like, oh man, I could have actually probably de-escalated this. <laughs> and yeah, that's how it felt when I when I saw that, um, where Will was shouting, and I mean, it's what what I'm also find the strangest though, of all the outcomes and reactions is that Jada is getting so much heat. The woman heard a joke that she didn't like. What was her reaction to the joke? She rolled her eyes. Totally fair. Fair response. She doesn't have to laugh at every joke. She didn't find it funny. Rolled her eyes. Cool. Her husband then chooses himself to get up. Because then we thought, oh, she must have said something to him. Is he a child? Is he is he a pet? Is he a robot? You know what I mean? Is he hypnotised? Uh, no, so he got up himself and 
smacked Chris Rock and then sits back down, starts screaming at the top of his voice and everyone goes, Jade is a bitch. <laughs> Look what she made him do. She banned August Alcina. And it's just like, what What has that got to do with this incident? The amount of people I've seen, God, they hate Jada. Like, she literally did nothing in this situation except for just roll her eyes. Like, do people generally believe she's some kind of, like, witch or something, that she has that much control over Will Smith? Like, I don't understand what the, the theory is. Um, again, defending your wife's honour. I mean, you don't have to smack someone to do it. What if he... I guess people say he could have said something in his speech. He didn't know who's going to win. Maybe he did know. Um, but I w- he could have easily just got left. Um, he, could have, or he could have done one or the other. He could, he could have maybe shouted. But then, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just odd behaviour. I mean, but I understand the pressure as a husband wanting to, you know, defend your wife or do something on your wife's behalf, feel like you have to do something for your wife. I mean, we just never have it as men. Like most of us don't have it at that level where we're at the Oscars. You know, it's usually when you, your neighbours play music too loud and your wife's like, go next door and tell them to turn the music down. It's not, it's not even that loud. See, that's the type of guy I am. But it's not even that loud. Like, but Darren, it's really late. It's not that late. It's 11pm. I said, like, okay, that's kind of like, just go. I, like, I don't want to do it. I'm a pussy old. Like, you know, you just... You gotta know who you are, and you know, and that's what keeping it real is. Keeping it real isn't getting up and smacking someone in the face. Keeping it real is being you. You know, if that was me, and someone made a joke about Naomi, that was wayward. It's not in my nature to get up and smack someone in the face. So, I'm probably she 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 knows she's gonna get a loving hand on the knee, and a little mouth of it's all right, babe. Look, it's it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. That's, that's what she's going to get. <laughs> that's all she's getting from me. I ain't getting up and smacking anyone in the face. No. If you if you get physical with me, I can get physical back. But if you'll be verbal, nah. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Um, I mean, there's lots of things. Chris Rock, he didn't even... He really didn't think he was going to get smacked in the face. Like, he... Not one part of him said, maybe I should try and move. Because that slap wasn't a short spin. That slap came from, like, the hip. Like, you could see the slap coming. So that's where you've got to move. I don't know what Will would have done if Chris Rock ducked the slap or moved back out of the way of it. Like, would he have then gone for another slap? Like, my man slapped him, then walked away. Do you know how disrespectful that is? Because people say he's a pussy if not punched him. But I don't think people understand what a slap is. A slap is to let you know, I'm not trying to knock you out. I'm trying to let you know. I'm just put you back in your place. Same way you slap a child. Well, you used to. You don't punch a child. That's abusive. You slap them, just let them know. You get back in your place. You're a kid. Do as you're told. And to slap him in the face, then just turn around and walk away. Because you know he's not going to do anything. A lot of people saying, ah, oh, what would he have done if it was The Rock with Mike Tyson telling that joke? Would he have slapped him? No, of course he wouldn't. But then you guess you could flip it around if Chris, if uh, Will Smith was 50 Cent or Mike Tyson. Would he have made that joke about his wife? Probably not. We all know who are, you know, where our limits are. 
who can test and that's i don't even think that's even a conversation we act differently to different people this that's just a simple fact yeah 100 percent of the fights i've been in have been in with people i think i could beat up i've never had a fight with anyone i didn't think i could beat up and i think that's how most people should enter fights if you're going to have a fight so if i'm going to slap someone you best believe i'm slapping someone who i think probably not going to slap me back <laughs> you know what i mean all this kind of big man bravery talk or going well yeah you're real bad though if you're slapping someone who's gonna fuck you up he's like no you're dumb if someone's gonna fuck you up don't slap that guy slap their friend instead you know what i mean <laughs> but um no it's just crazy i mean people trying to become psychologists saying that it's linked to I, mean, I know some people read his book, some people say it's linked to, you know, him feel like a coward. And that's what it gave me the sense of, not a coward, gave me the sense of, you know, that kid who gets picked on all the time. And then they just go absolutely, like, nuts. Just one day in the classroom. Just one day, they just lose it. Just fling a maths book into the back of someone's head and just punches someone up. Everyone's like, oh my god, why is James acting so crazy? He's like, what do you mean why is that so crazy? We've everyone in this cast has had a little bully of him past two years. Of course he's lost it. <laughs> he's had enough. And the person who's getting it hasn't really participated that much. They just get, you know. Maybe it's that. maybe it's that. I said everyone's talking about, you know, well, oh, you've got this energy to Someone tells a joke about this. Oh, is it someone sleeps with your wife? Nothing. Someone makes a joke about your wife. You slap them. Or well, where's the energy for August Alcina? What was annoying me about all that talk, right? Is we've watched the Red Table talk. We've watched. Everyone's watched it. I don't know how everyone's taken it. So here, here's the, here's what the narrative is online. Jada forced Will to do Red Table talk and tell everyone that she banged August Alcina while they were married. That's how people remembered it. And what actually happened was. August Alcina said it in an interview that he had slept with Jada and he was in a relationship with Jada, which confuses everyone at this point because for all we know, Jada and Will are married. Then they go on the Red Table Talk to address it and they say, look, there's never been infidelity in our relationship. We were on a break. The marriage had broken down and then that's when she got with August Alcina. And then that ended and then they reconnected and then they got back together as a couple um if you watch the red table talk they hint at the fact that will has also got his end away but it's not he's managed all the women he slept with they've managed to keep quiet um rumors margot robbie's one of them that's one of the rumors um and we don't know we don't know who, who he slept with, but because we haven't got that that evidence there. But it was you can if you watch it again, you can see it's hinted at. And obviously she uses the word entanglement because and you know Will pulls her up on that on the red table talk, and that's it. So to kind of clown him, clown her because she slept with someone when they weren't together, it's like. I don't get it. Maybe you can clown her because she, you know, she's sleeping with someone who was their son's friend. 
But I don't really see how Will Smith really should become a meme from that. But it persisted, it persisted, it persisted. And then he just probably thought, no, I don't like this meme anymore. I want a new meme. Let me slap Chris Rock and walk away like I'm Jim West from World Wild West. Like what? The spin around the walk away. He was so happy with himself for a minute and then he must have just felt like shit. He must have caught himself just swearing at the top of his voice being like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Do you see Uncle Denzel in the front? He looks so disappointed. So disappointed. I mean, and then you did his speech. And his speech made sense in the sense of, you know, talking about Richard Williams being protective of black women. You know, he spoke about how he, you know, got the women on his, on the film, get paid more. So maybe he's in that mode and you just overcompensate. Maybe if you see your life as, you see yourself as a coward and then you play the role of someone who's done so much for the women in their life you may feel like I need to do more and then you just kind of you know jump out the box and go too far the other way you've seen it right we've all seen it so I don't know I don't, I'm no psychologist man but it seems like he's going to get his punishment I mean he left he, st- he left the academy I think some sponsors are now I think they were all waiting for the disciplinary action from the academy, the the result of the investigation. But I know apparently you had projects with Sony and Netflix, and they've gone on hold now. So, I think one thing I will I will um, question Jade though is, um, you know, well she may have done don't know, but there's no video of her really talking to Will after. Before, during, or after. Maybe she's just too embarrassed to talk. Um, there's no united front in it. You know? He um, he didn't apologise to her or about her. Um, she hasn't said anything about him. She's just thought she's ready for healing season. Not we are. She is. So, it's like... Again, we you can't ever talk about other people's marriages from the outside, but it just doesn't look. I just, I don't, it don't look right, does it? it? Doesn't look right. I think a man who's happily married isn't going around slapping people in the face, making jokes at their wife. I mean, the amount of gigs I've been to, the husband is added fuel to the fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you go to court, when they've been married for long enough, you said, "Oh yeah, GRJ too." And stuff, and he, the husband would be slapping his fire, proper laughing, and say, Yeah, she looks like a fucking thumb. The heat, they would just be piling in. It's like, Yes. <laughs> and when she's like ready to cry, it's like, You're not crying, are you? We ain't going. Pay £40 for these tickets. No, we're staying. If you want to go, you can go sit in the car. I'm staying. That's what it's like at actual comedy club. So yeah, I don't know. Now can Chris Rock say what he wants to say if he knows that she's got alopecia? I'm not sure. In the sense of comedy is comedy, but not everywhere's a comedy club, and that's that's what a lot of comedians trip up, right? They post something online, 
people don't like it, they get a backlash and they're like, oh, what's wrong, free speech? And it's like, no, if you're in a comedy club and you say that, then everyone just either laugh or shut their mouth. But when you post online, it's not a comedy club. And when you're at the Oscars, he isn't, I honestly thought that he was hosting the Oscars when I saw it all happen. I thought, you know, he's hosting Oscars, he's doing, you know, the whole roasty monologue thing. And that's what's happening. I didn't realise, no, no, no. Three women hosted the Oscars. Regina King, um, no, Regina Hall, sorry. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes hosted it. Chris Rock was there to hand out. He was meant to say, and the winner is. That, that was his role. But, um, you know, he told his jokes, got his jokes over other people. And they were killing. Um, and then he picked the wrong one. Wrong, wrong will that day. And like I say, it doesn't deserve to get slapped in the face, but you got to be careful of those jokes in those situations. But look, you know, for me, it's definitely not with malice to joke. He literally started it, with pre- prefixed it with, I love you. You know what I mean? That was like a light joke. That's, when he said, I love, I thought, everyone thought, oh, he's going to say something about August entanglement. He's like, no, no. Just take the mickey out of you having a bald head. I think what the issue is, is that whether he's got alopecia or not, it's because Jada looks good with a bald head, so then you feel fine to take the mickey. You know what I mean? Someone's had a bald head and they look like they've gone through like chemo or something. You ain't really naturally going to bust them jokes. Same way that if you meet guys hench, you start making jokes about how tight his t-shirt is, how he can't fit through nothing, and he's too big for he's big for no reason. You think it's gonna be taken well because you're slightly confident in to say that joke because you think, well, he looks good. But if he was then to go, oh no, do what I'm really self-conscious about how big I am. Even like, oh, I, I didn't know. Uh, why why'd I why'd I assume you would be? You know what I mean? So. I feel like it falls into that category. I don't think he takes a mickey out of her if he thinks she's got some kind of illness, all right? Simple as that. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I stand with it. I think I covered every every thought I've had this week about the slappage. Um, yeah, that, I understand why it will reacted, but that wasn't the right reaction response of reaction eh? that's what they say um yeah i think that's it i think that's it for those two anything else happen in the world in the news i don't think there is i think there is right so let's get on a bit of um dear deirdre let's get on that and then we can all go to bed You'd be surprised now that I don't actually have Dear Deirdre as a favourite. I type in every time. <laughs> right, let's see. Dear Deirdre, I fell in love with my stepdad's married brother. My family has cut me off. Jesus. Dear Deirdre, my family kicked me out because I fell in love with my stepdad's brother, who is married and twice my age. That makes him your step-uncle. It depends when you've met him, how weird this is. Because, like, sometimes it's merely circumstantial, isn't it? You know, if you're 25 and your mother gets remarried and then you meet her, you know what I mean? Her, 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 her new husband's brother and he's 35 because he's younger. It's not, you know what I mean? It all sounds messy at first. And it's like, oh, actually, no, it's not that messy. 
But you know, but if he's your step uncle, met you and you was eight, you know what I mean? And he's the same age as your mum and stepdad, then it gets odd. Let's see anyway. Um, well, she said, who's married and twice my age? Why am I talking? She already said that, right? <laughs> I'm devastated because they have cut me off, though I still socialise with him. Okay. Um, I'm a woman of 22. I have a complicated family tree. My dad died when I was two. My mum remarried my stepdad when I was five. Uh, it's getting weird. I always felt like they didn't have much time for me once they had my brother. He's now 17. I hear that. My stepdad had always been close to his brother. They're both in their late 40s. His daughter was in my year at school. We were best friends. Oh, dear. Um, I never saw him as anything but my stepdad's brother. Um, that was until I started working at his office when I was 20. So you didn't see him as an uncle. Fair enough. He'd wear a suit and walk around with authority. He looked powerful and sexy. We'd stay late after work and talk for hours. I confided in him... Um, my deepest insecurity of always feeling like the odd one out. He listened to me and paid me the attention I craved. One night we ended up having sex. Don't know how that happens there because that seemed like a mad acceleration. It didn't feel dirty. It felt right. We were making love. It was more than lust. I loved him. We sneaked around like this for a year and he promised he would leave his wife. How many times do we see that? Listen, no one promises to leave their partner. They either leave their partner or they don't. No one ever fulfills the promise of leaving their partner. Um, I hated keeping our love secret. One day, I cracked and hinted to my best friend, his daughter, that there was more to our relationship than met the eye. It was like I'd set off a bomb. Are you some kind of social retard? Why do you hint to his daughter, your best friend, that you're banging? You're special. Um, before long, my whole family knew and hated me. Mum and my stepdad threw me out. That was six months ago. I live with a friend and haven't seen them since. I've sent my mum countless texts, but she doesn't want to know. Nor does my best friend or my former lover. Oh, wow. He's still with his wife. Boasted on Facebook about holidays and romantic weekends. I've never felt so alone. Jesus. That's harsh. I mean, I can't believe he's still with the family. He's just live. What do they do? Just call you a liar. How do they get over that? But I don't know what your dilemma is because I don't, how to get back in with your family? You gotta like fake a fatal illness or something, then hopefully the sympathy just erases the memory. That's that's how far you're gonna have to go to get back in. I feel like that's it. <laughs> um, oh, dear, right, birthday blues. I spent thousands on my wife's birthday, but she said I was tight. Wow. I spent thousands on my wife's 40th birthday, but our ungrateful reaction floored me completely. I'm 37, we've been together for seven years. Um, knowing how materialistic she is, I went all out for the landmark. I worked overtime to get the money together, Jesus. She was pleased with her Louis Vuitton bag, which cost nearly two grand, uh, though she immediately checked if it was authentic. <laughs> my, other price, my other present didn't go down well. It was a Dyson hand dryer, or oh, hair dryer, sorry. Of course, my wife had to look up its value. Apparently it cost £120 less uh, than the latest model, the Dyson Airwrap. Oh. She said I was cheap and tight of money. Get Got huffy and wouldn't talk to me for a week. No matter what I do, it's never enough. I don't think I can cope with another birthday. Do I end it? End it. 
end it because these are your options you can either try to do some psychological deep dive to work out why she equates receiving expensive presents as as love like, you know maybe her dad never got her anything nice i don't know you can spend your time doing that you can just just fuck it off it's just he's not gonna go anywhere it's just gonna piss you off you're gonna put yourself in debt to make her happy and she's gonna still feel like you're cheap so just just leave it mate just end it uh Ooh, let's see. Cheat reveal. My husband keeps asking me if I'm cheating. I did, 10 years ago. <laughs> the answer is no, then. I think that's, you think you go a certain amount of time without cheating. That just erases all cheating you've done, surely. Um, unless there's a kid, I suppose. Dear, 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 surely I don't have to come clean to my husband about cheating on him a decade ago. I'm 39, my husband's 41. We've been together for 16 years. And have three children. Um, ten years ago, I left work uh, to be a stay-at-home mum. My husband always seemed to be away at work. I felt lonely and had a fling with a neighbour. Oof! It didn't mean anything and was over in a couple of months. I have never cheated since. Our marriage got stronger over time and I realised I loved my husband. Last week, his best friend announced that his wife had cheated on him. Since then, my husband has started asking me, jokingly, I think, if I'm having an affair. Um, but he keeps going on about it and it doesn't seem like a joke anymore. I don't want to have to tell him what I did. It would rip my family apart. Yeah, don't tell him. It's 10 years ago. No, just just tell him, look, stop, stop the stupid joke. Just get angry with him. He'll, he'll come round to his senses. He probably, you know what, he probably idolised his friend's relationship and realised that she's cheated and gone, wow, she can cheat and what can my wife do? That's probably what it is. Which is a slight diss that he looks at his friend's wife as, you know, a higher moral person than you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's alright. Just accept it. Uh, yeah. I think that's what that is. It, it's just kind of rocked his world that his, his friend's been cheated on. So he's worried that it'll happen to you because he actually loves you. But don't, don't mention cheating 10 years ago. Especially if no one's found out and the guy you got with just disappeared. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, let's see. What's, what's the last one I'm going to do? Um, wow. Okay, let's go for this one. Gold digger. My boyfriend won't say why he needs a 2K loan. Does he love me or my money? Well, that's, got, that's, um, that's a term and condition if I'm lending money to you. You got to tell me what it's for. I know what you're doing. I don't want you to be, you know, putting me into some flipping crime because you used money I gave you to buy a murder weapon that kills someone. You know what I mean? I'm not being an accessory to murder. You nuts? No. Um, dear Deirdre, the day after we got back together, my boyfriend asked me to lend him two grand. I don't know if he came back for me or the money we we're both 24 we were together for three years but split last month um well, he cheated on me with someone he met while working abroad last weekend we met up and he apologized he said he has changed and quit his overseas job so distance was no longer an issue i realized how much i missed him can't imagine life without him so i agreed to try again but the next day he asked for a loan he wouldn't say what it's for it's to fight his enemies Whenever a man asks for money about ten years it's for, it's to fight his enemies. All right, ladies, don't be silly out there. Us men have enemies. We gotta fight them. To fight them, we need money to fight them. Because 
that's how we fight. We're just throwing bricks of cash at each other. We need more money. No, so trustworthy. But no, he's got to say. He's got to say that 2K's for Even if he lied, he's got to give you a reason, right? No one's writing blank checks out here. You know what I mean? An unsecured loan of 2000 Not me. We don't have that credit reserve. No. You don't have to tell me exactly what you're spending it on and when you're giving it back. Because if you say anything over a month, nope. My internal credit committee is not signing that off. So yeah, I don't know. You've got to say, it's your bloody partner. He says just odd. Unless he's ah, oh, unless this guy is actually gonna buy you an engagement ring with your own money that you've lent him. <laughs> Imagine. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Um this week where can you catch me? You can catch me in Highgate on Tuesday and on Thursday you can catch me in Dorchester. Not the Dorchester. Dorchester. As in Dorset. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Alright people, that's the end of the pod. Peace.